Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Ah... Uh. Happy hump day, everybody. Oh, no, it's not hump day. It's Thursday. Damn. That's where I'm at right now in my life. I just, I'm always working. I don't know what day it is. I got kids crying in the background. Uh, but we Dude, do, I know. I got news. Got, I have news. Like actual kids? bears breaking news. Oh, wow. I don't mean to dismiss no, no, no. But the child talk. Stop, stop everything I'm saying. Go right to the, the bears. Papers. have signed. This is according to my guy, Chris Emma. Oh, my God. I can't. Uh, has signed. Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. With oh the ninth God. overall pick in the 2023 draft, this is the Chicago so good. Bears. This is so good. Hold on, hold have on. Have signed. It can't be anybody like they're their own players. Cra- oh damn. Okay, forget it. Good. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that to you. I got geeked up. For I second. didn't want you to go through this whole process yeah. and then yeah. me have to tell you that the headline is Noah Sewell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they signed the signed rookies. So anyway, they 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 had this, again. This is uh, Chris Emma. The, the Bears, our guy here at 670thescore.com, and Marquis, he's a traitor. The Bears have signed Noah Sewell, Travis, or Terrell Smith, Travis Bell, and Kenda Williamson to their rookie contracts. And uh, just, just for reference, because I know we're all learning um, all of these names, Noah Sewell, the linebacker out of Oregon, Terrell Smith, the fifth rounder out of uh, Minnesota. He is a cornerback. Uh, was Roshan Johnson in there? No, he was not. Travis Bell, um, he is the defensive tackle out of Kennesaw State. I'm favorite, still Brian Pohl's favorite guy. Loves him. Oh, yeah, he didn't want to leave the interview, and he was able to get him in this. I have a feeling, like, based on that, and, and people have no idea what we're talking about, defensive tackle Travis Bell out of Kennesaw State. Ryan Poles raved about this guy. I do wonder if Travis Bell is one of those guys that would have gone undrafted if it wasn't for Ryan Poles yes. falling in love. Absolutely. 100%. So, so he, he knew that he'd be around. So Travis Bell is officially a Chicago Bear on his uh, rookie contract. And then Kendall Williamson, too, the Bears' final pick, and actually the second to the last pick in the draft, the safety Kendall Williamson out of Stanford. So not really exciting, but just a little bit of business that you're getting the rookies done. Breaking news on 670 scores presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Grody and I had the luxury of being on the radio during the second and third rounds uh, for this NFL draft, and we were contemplating what do you call the guy who's drafted second to last if the last player is Mr. Irrelevant. I think the easy answer is Mr. Relevant. Mr. Relevant. I like that. (laughs) You're relevant. Or how about almost Mr. Irrelevant? Too many syllables. Okay. (laughs) Not very creative either. Almost. Actually, it would suck being the second to last guy because there is no distinction for it. You are just 
That's why I'm not trying, that draftable. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to lift him up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Call yeah. him Mr. Relevant. Right. You're lifting everybody up on this show today. Yeah. I start the show by calling Sean Sears a fanboy, <laughs> and I get attacked, and he gets protected, which which I couldn't understand. Because you know I love you deep down inside in my heart of deep hearts. Deep down inside. I and that's why, that's why I was I was hurt beyond oh, measure I know. when you came in today, and you've, you've been telling me for a month now, two months, that – you were going to download an app and that I would be your confidant when it came to your 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 first couple of wagers. And then I talked to you in the prep room and you're telling me not only did you make some wagers, you won money without me. I'm sorry. First of all, I did like I did. I accept that. That was weird because I did sense like I, I thought for when I told you and for everybody, it just here it is. Here's the news. I for the first time in my life. I download or downloaded one of the apps a few weeks ago, okay. and uh, actually probably about two months ago. And it's just been sitting there because I'm like, I gotta try this at some point in time. So finally, the other day, two days ago, I was like, all right, I'm gonna bet on this this Cubs Nationals game. And I'm like, you know what? I've seen, I've I've watched this type of team in terms of their record and the way a 500 team works when I was doing the Cubs in 2015. It's just kind it's it's kind of frustrating when you're a 500 team because you could drop below a game, then you're two yeah. games over, and then you could have a three-game winning streak and then a three-game losing streak, and it was time for the Cubs to lose, unfortunately, <laughs> in my head. I'm like, if I'm going to bet this, I don't feel it for the Cubs the last two days. So I met, I bet the money line two days in a row – were they, and, was it plus? Were the, were the Nationals plus, uh, plus money? The last plus, uh, the Nationals were the first day plus one forty-five. Okay, Does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bet twenty-five dollars. And no, I, we're not supposed to say amounts on here. Oh, really? It's the rules. Really? Yeah. Okay. Can I say what I won? No, then I can't. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> we could do all right. That. Well, screw this whole segment. Man. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, all right. You know what? We're gonna screw the man. Ask for forgiveness later. Twenty-five bucks on your bets. I'm supposed to say that. Right? No, no, no. It's no, all right. Okay. We're, we're living here. Um, yeah. So 25. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, I'm going to start. I, I threw 100 bucks into the account to smart, start off. Smart. 25 bucks. Did you get any like a uh, bonus where they give you like they matched your 100 bucks? Not yet. You said that that would happen and that hasn't happened. Well, because yet. You, didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't hit me up. That's why uh, I was supposed okay. to give you a code, you know, so you could have signed uh, up with my code and then. Okay. Well, I put $100 in there and I'm walking around. With one hundred eighty-five dollars and seventy-five cents now. That's what I'm walking. That's pretty around badass. With. <laughs> no, it was. I, I gotta tell you, and you're batting hundred. I gotta tell you, it sucked because I. I even asked you. I said, "Should I put it out there that I bet against the? Co- are people gonna come at me? Are they gonna no. be pissed off? No. But you, and you, it's like you're just realistic about it. Like I got a pretty good beat on the Cubs. The Cubs, by the way, the Cubs will win tomorrow. There will be a nine-to-one win. For the don't Cubs. There's no don't the do Cubs, that either because Cubs are going to bet money on it, and if they lose, they're going to come, come after soul. me. Well, <laughs> to, hey, I, I'm giving it. Up, I've bet two times in my life, but I will bet on the Cubs to win tomorrow because they are due for an explosion but after just, the last three games. Right. But just yeah. like the Cubs, gambling, you're probably going to end up below 500, so you're going to lose one of those things. I, I have to tell you, I, I have a uh, a friend of mine, this guy Fez, and he. Uh, He's into the gambling. He's always told me about it, and like I, I always just sort of listen with one ear to yeah. people who are into gambling because I just I've never been really into it, and so I had I I told him I said, dude, I won money like I, like two days in a row. He calls me, he calls me, and he kept on saying, oh yeah, that's awesome, man, but just be careful. He's like, just be careful. Yeah. Calls me, you know, we don't call each other, and even sure. somebody's old as I am, sure. we don't call each other. And my boy Fez calls me, and he's like, he's like, he's like, yo, he's like, that's cool, you won that money. He's like, but 
just be careful, man. He's like, just, just, you know, it's a wild world out there. And he's like, you know, I, I bet, but you know, mine are five and ten dollar bets. You're up to, you're down to. It's like, just be careful. With it's all a vice. That. It's a yeah. vice. It, it is, and one, I have vices, so that's why he. Right, yeah. and one of my good buddies is like. He, he the reason why he doesn't gamble is because he says he has enough vices. He's like, seriously, no that that's why like, my buddy called me because yeah. he knows that I've had trouble. Yeah. I have a drinking problem, so he's like, oh, and he didn't he didn't want to say it. He's like, I'm just he goes, yeah. it's just because I'm an alcoholic, yeah. Fez. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. He's like trying to be nice about yeah. it. He's like, you're telling me this because you think I'm going to turn into some yeah. decrepit gambler and I'm going to lose it. all my money. But no, I appreciate it, it's, Fez. If you're listening, you're a beautiful man. Shout out to Fez. Yeah. It's it's a fun time. Gambling is most certainly fun, right? And then sometimes you do feel like you have a beat on it, and you did. You had a little feeling. I did have a feeling for two days. I and and you didn't feel you don't feel a certain way about losing the money that you put into your account, and that's the good thing. It's not like you put a it's not like you put a stack out there. You know? No, I didn't. I twenty five hundred bucks exactly. And Tyone, I mean. Tyone back for the first time. I knew he was only going to go a few innings and that it was going to be a bullpen day. So it's not like I'm just out here betting against the Cubs. Yeah. So I actually, so I made a bet. Uh, this was, let me see, what day was this? May 2nd? So two days ago. And I yeah. was feeling myself because I felt like, you know, it was time for me to get over on the man. So I, 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 I positioned myself to win a large lump sum of money, but I only bet 40 bucks. Okay. Right? And it was on a parlay, and that's where things get tricky. See, so, I don't understand any. Yeah. That's where you will come in. You're still going to have right. a purpose with my gambling game. So I did a game one, Lakers-Warriors. First part of the parlay was Anthony Davis, 20 points, 12 rebounds, two blocks. And he hit every single one of those. Okay, He was outstanding. That was great. That was the first part of the parlay. Those all hit. And then the first game, Twins-Sox, I, I, I don't know what made me do this. But I put together this five game par or five leg parlay, and Joe Ryan, who was pitching lights out, I had him getting six strikeouts. Did I know Byron Buxton beats up the White Sox? I had him getting a hit. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Eloy Jimenez. I said he's on a tear. He's gonna get a hit. This is all did. today. He did. No, no, no. This is two days ago. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Two days you ago. did say that. You did. Say so, that. Yep. so now I've I've hit six of my eight legs. On this bet that I bet forty bucks on, it would have paid me seven grand. Now, what? These are the fun stories that you tell when you lose your money. This oh is why I'm trying God. to say it to you and those that are listening. So then, the last two legs, it was Michael Kopech pitching, and I didn't want to go with his strikeout um, prop because I just thought he hadn't been pitching particularly well. So I went with the like an idiot. I went with the amount of hits he'd give up. He get he would give up in that game. Where I should have went at with his strikeout because he was pitching a gem that day mm-hmm. and had like seven Ks or something like that. So I felt like an idiot, and that's what you do in that moment. So that was one of the legs I missed. Okay. But the other one, which is what really made it such a big parlay where I won so much money, because sometimes you got to just take a little shot. I said that the, it was a, a prop bet where the game would be tied after five innings, and then the winner would be the Minnesota Twins because that's what I thought would happen. Mm. And the game was tied because it was 0-0. You know, through five, oh, yeah, and then the Twins, you know, we're gonna are uh, we're gonna win, but then the White Sox won. So anyway, the point is that don't parlay, right? And that's, okay, that's okay. I don't even know what it means. So putting a bunch of bets together to get higher odds, so that forty dollars can turn into six grand. Beautiful. You should write the dictionary. You made that very simple. And so, and then yeah, and then don't bet with your heart. 
Because <laughs> that's exactly right. right. And I, I didn't do that. That that's the list. I picked the Cubs to lose two days in a row. Because if I would have did tied through five innings and went with a team that I actually like in the White Sox, I would have hit that. Yeah. And then if I would have went like I initially thought and went with Kopech getting strikeouts instead of the hits getting up, guess what, guys? I wouldn't be at work today. Because <laughs> I would have yeah. won six, seven grand, and I'd have been out of here. Here's something I didn't know about the betting, and maybe you could straighten me out because I still don't really know. Sure. They allow you to get out of your bets. They'll give you a cash out option. Yeah, and I almost took that when the Cubs tied the game in the eighth today. Yeah. They were offering me, you know, I put what did I say? I put twenty five bucks in. Yeah. They were offering me like twenty three dollars or something like that. Yeah, only so, cash out. Only cash out when it's like more. Okay. You okay. Because you go with your gut in that moment. Yeah, yeah, and I did. Luckily, I mean, like when they, t- I thought the Cubs were going to win. Like really, like back to yeah. the game when when Horner gets that base hit to right field, ties it up. I'm like, okay, Cubs. Like because Washington kind of sucks. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. That's a, that is an uninteresting baseball team right now. And but the Cubs, they, bull, Cubs bullpen and back end is you know. Yeah, Sean, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Sean. Boxberger giving you know. up the the home run to call yeah. late. But I I came. I was even talking to my guy Fez. I was like, should I should I cash out, man? Yeah. And uh, luckily, he didn't return my message. Smart. And uh, so, and then I I stuck with it. And, Smart man. Uh, that's why I've got eighty four dollars or something like that. <laughs> You're a better man than I. What can I get you? you what can I get you with that eighty four? Diet Coke upstairs. Okay, I got no, you. I, so I think great. I owe you one actually. All right, uh, we are going to talk to Scott Merkin not about gambling, but about these Chicago White Sox who. Lost today, but took the series. Could have had a clean sweep had it not been for a late eighth inning home run by Byron Buxton uh, against Reynaldo Lopez. Groundhog Day. Ah, just broke. Did I say you were betting on those guys? But both Eloy and uh, Buxton hit homers today, and those are your guys. And if you would have parlayed those two guys yeah, hit home yeah. runs, you'd be making a lot right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. But we do get to tech, talk to Scott Merkin uh, from MLB.com on the other side. What does he think? about the latest uh, victories for the Chicago White Sox and all the call-ups and stuff. Uh, We'll talk to him after the... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Break. Do not go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Payoff pitch, Moran to Robert Jr. 
called strike three and that's how the series ends. We'll say goodbye to the Twins until July. Minnesota avoids a sweep. It was a great series. It was a disappointing day. The Sox went a long way, battled today, but came up a little short. So it's on to Cincinnati and start a new winning streak. White Sox lose today, but take their first series of the season. All because of the kryptonite for the Chicago White Sox, Byron Buxton. More homers against the White Sox than any other team in the league. Says a lot about that guy, man. It's really good. But it was good to see some White Sox baseball. I wish they would have been able to pull it off, especially for Giolito. You know, a rough, rough year so far, but came out pitching the gem. And it's got to suck. I know this this right here is the part that I'm talking about growth when people are like, ah, don't pay attention to wins and losses and some pitcher's record. F you, dude. If I'm Giolito and I'm sitting there, I piss a gem and it's 2 1 and Reynaldo Lopez comes in and gives up that homer, I want that victory on my record. I'm not going to be like, oh, this win doesn't matter because metric don't, though that metric doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Listen, I get it in terms of like people that, you know, are really looking at the analytics, but I'm a baseball fanatic at heart and I know that that matters to a guy like Giolito. I once had a really long conversation with Mike Montgomery of the Chicago Cubs. Remember? I love this. Mike Montgomery, who was on the mound yeah, in Game yeah. 7 to finish for the Cubs. We were talking about that exact topic about wins and losses and, you know, the the debate. I mean, it's it re, like people really don't take wins and losses seriously. But he said to me, he goes, until they eliminate, until they take <laughs> yes. those wins and losses off of my name, because every day we still look at what, what's the first thing, you know, even if it's old hat, like we preview a game, who are the starting pitchers? What's the win loss? What's the record? It's right next to them. And so he was like, look, I'm going to take wins seriously until they stop putting them in the headlines. That's listen, listen, just because some people look at it and say it's meaningless, when you talk to a guy who's actually on the bump, and says it's meaningful to me. Trust me, man. More, almost all of those guys <laughs> of they do care. It. They understand that there are things that are more important. Like Lucas Giolito now has a 367 ERA. I still think that that is more important. But I- I'm telling you, man. Like it's funny how like ba- baseball fans get accused of being, oh, you're old. You're not into the metrics. You're not into wins and losses. Talk to the 23 year olds in the clubhouse. About, I mean, they're still trying to convince people about what they should be concerned with in their stat lines. And Preach. most of them are like, screw this stuff. Kyle Schwarber, is he even 30 yet? He's like, screw this stuff. So it, I always find it interesting that that people can be very condescending about baseball, like people who have all the numbers yeah. and all that, yeah. it, that maybe they haven't been in a, in a clubhouse in a long time because most of those players – care about wins and losses if you're a pitcher and a lot of them still care about batting average home runs and rbis Most i certainly. promise you i've talked to these guys and we get an opportunity to talk to someone right now who's been in that clubhouse for a very long time he's covered the white Sox for 21 years for mob.com he's a good friend of ours here at the score and he joins us right now on the circuit resort and casino hotline circuit resort and casino in las vegas home of the world's largest sports book he is scott merck and scott I know Giolito wanted that victory today. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'll, I'll go another one. I can tell I, I think I wrote this years ago, but I, I vividly remember the conversation. I'm sitting with Chris Sale in the uh, Progressive <laughs> Field Visitors Clubhouse and talking about wins, and he said, listen, if I, get, if I get a win, it probably means, like what Lucas did today, that I went six, seven, eight, or you know, back in the days where there used to be complete games, complete game and gave my, chance, my team a better chance to win. So, yeah, I, I get that if 
you're leading 6-3 in the ninth and a closer or any kind of pitcher comes in and gives him a three-run home run and then gets three outs on fly balls to the wall and you walk it off and he gets the win. Okay, I get that. But I think they still have value. Just like, and, and, I, and I, you know, try to learn as much as I can in my analytics. We have the great stat cast tool, baseball savant through MLB.com. But, like, when I hear average doesn't matter anymore, I think about, you know, the, great, the late great Tony Gwynn. I mean, Tony Gwynn was, what, like a 338 career hitter. Didn't I don't think he walked a ton. Great defensive player. One of the better players ever played a game. So I, I think there's got to be a balance somewhere in there. You know, I, I get the criticism of the pitcher's win. I think people would look more for, like, a team win stat hmm. when a pitcher pitches, and they do throw that out a lot, you know, the White Sox are five and two and Lucas Giolito starts or something like that. But mm. yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think Lucas would have been fine if the team ended up winning, but yeah, you go deeper. The wins sometimes reflect that you're giving your team a better chance to win in that situation. So despite the, the White Sox loss today and, you know, Lucas right. Giolito being really good, the Sox lose to Minnesota seven to three. If you guys did not hear today, we are talking to Scott Merkin on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, where are we with the White Sox? They have this horrible losing streak. They almost sweep the Minnesota Twins. So where are we? How are we supposed to react to and look forward to the White Sox going forward? Well, here's what I thought coming out of that unbelievable win on Sunday. And I say unbelievable because it really looked like, you know, just, you know, it seems like there were too many times in that 10 game losing streak. We'd be talking among ourselves in the press box. or I'd be talking to friends who are diehard White Sox fans and saying, well, you know, okay, it can't get worse than what's going on here. And it was about to get worse on Sunday. <laughs> you know, they blew a late lead. They were down nine, five, and then they go and get five, two strike hits. They're down to the last strike, let alone last out three or four times, win that game on Vaughn's walk-off homer. So coming into the series with Minnesota being the team leading the division, the only team really playing decently of the AL Central, unless you count Detroit, you know, sweeping the Mets, playing better of late. I, you knew they couldn't get swept. You knew they couldn't lose the series. Winning the series, I think, is a step forward. But let's be honest, you know, they sweep. They're 10 under still, but they're six games out of first at that point. Now they're eight back. They have a lot of work to do. And and you know what? No one in that clubhouse is denying it. No one is trying to, you know, paint a rosy picture about, oh, we're going to get this done. It was just a blip. You know, Pedro Grafo is the first one to say we dug ourselves a hole. But he also knows that you're not going to win every game. You're going to lose games. You should win. You're going to win games. You should lose. That sounds like every cliche you can throw out there. But, you know, he, he knows it's not going to happen overnight because of the fact that it may take them if they play good baseball three weeks to a month just to get back to 500. You know, they do have a nice stretch coming up again. You know, who knows what nice stretch is because, you know, the Reds have a better record than the Sox and the Royals are right there with the Sox. But those are the next seven games at Cincinnati for Kansas City. And then Jose Abreu's return next weekend uh, when Houston comes to town. So it'll be interesting. But I mean, they, they, it was a positive. I think Steve Stone said it perfectly. And I wrote basically the same thing in my story today that it was a good series. It could have been great. They missed a lot of opportunities in the 8th, ninth, 10th, and 11th. And then the 12th, they kind of hit a wall and Minnesota scored five times. So, you know, they, they, they hung in there. But, I mean, you're still 12 games under 500, so you know what's ahead of you to get to get really to relevance, let alone in, in a contention. Yeah, and I think that's where Pedro Grifold needs to do his job, right, where it's like, hey, we lost this game, but we won this series. 
right? Get the best out of your players in this moment right. and try to focus on the positives. So, you know, we got our guys back, 11 roster moves. You got TA back. Mm-hmm. You know, you're feeling good about a team. You lost to Jake Berger. But, you know, we, guys, we just won two out of three against Minnesota. And like you just mentioned, Scott, we got seven games, seven winnable games in our minds that we should be playing at a high level and, and we should be, be competitive enough to do that. Do you think Pedro, right, from what you've, what you've been seeing, you know, is that guy to get the best out of them in the, in, in the present, not necessarily over the course of the season or up until this point, but just in the present? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we know Pedro completely as a manager yet because let's be honest, he's managed 32 games, right? They're not counting the spring training Cactus League games. They're 10 and 22 overall. But he, I, I can tell you this, he's not worried about Kansas City. He's probably not even worried about Sunday's Cincinnati game. You know, they used a bunch of pitchers today, so he's probably focused on tomorrow and Saturday. He is just a very tight circle focused kind of guy. You know, don't talk to him about, well, where do you envision yourself come July 1st? No, that's not him. He's he's looking at the game opening tomorrow, Friday, Cincinnati, because of the fact that, you know, they're going to probably be somewhat shorthanded. And then looking at Saturday's game, because it kind of ties together. So that's about it. But, you know, again, you can't even, even – you know, everyone in the major leagues, you get there, you're a pretty solid player, right? You're a very solid player. It's very, very small fraternity. So you can't assume anything. We, as people have pointed out to me, we've seen very good Sox teams go into Kansas City in the past and get hit pretty hard there, get beat up pretty good there. So nothing is a given, but I, I thought Lucas said it well after the game. Lucas said, you know, they're, he'd like to see the series win. He'd like to see some sweeps mixed in there and try and get back in this thing. He likes the direction the team is going. He thinks they're having fun. I threw in that, you know, was that something that was absent before? And he kind of laughed and looked at me and said, well, you know, it was just loss after loss after loss in April. So there was, it was really hard to tell what was going on. because It was just a miserable month, you know? So you have a month like that where you go seven and 20 or eight and 21, right? Cause they won on Sunday. So you got to make that up somewhere down the line. And maybe you make up a little in May, make up a little in June and then see where you stand. But yeah, I, I think Pedro knows what he's doing. He knows what he, you know, how to get, he knows how to get these guys going. But again, he's not looking any big picture past probably Saturday in, in, in the present. Well, Billy Hamilton is the guy bringing the fun. He's he, It seems like right. every time he plays in a White Sox game, even going back to last year, was it last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. It's yeah. like, it's always something. And it, it is fun to, I love watching guys who are fast, but how in the hell does Billy Hamilton not score in the eighth inning? How dare the White Sox leave? He's on third base with nobody out. And yep. Eloy, T.A., and Hanser Alberto all ground to the left side of the infield. I couldn't believe that. I don't really have a question on that more than what your reaction it, to it, it was. was. A good, it, it was a good It was a good. Ch- uh, curveball that he was throwing after rocking 102 mile per hour. So, like, they were just getting oh, yeah. on top of it. it I guess. Tough. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it's funny. I was talking to James Fegan a little bit in this press box when uh, of the Athletic, and you know, Duran struggled a little bit at the beginning of the inning. He walked Vaughn right, and then Hamilton pinch ran, of course, stole second, and then went to third in a wild pitch. But then we had you know early swings from both Tim and Hanser. I think both first pitch swings. Yeah, first pitch. But James kind of laughed and said, "This dude throws 103 miles an hour. You know, you can't really pick and choose. I think you you go for what you think you can hit at that point." And it didn't work out, and they had a number of those chances, you know. I mean, Hanser Alberto got hit with a pitch in the right arm with the bases loaded and one out in the 10th, I want to say, yeah. and swung at the pitch <laughs> yeah. for strike three. That and is... he laughed after the game. He Did laughed he really? after the game and said, oh, yeah, okay. he said, 
you know, he said, I was trying to get out of the way, and it was like an instinctive move. <laughs> yeah. And no one argued, not Pedro, not Hanser. He swung. There, I mean, oh, there's no doubt. Clear. Yeah, he there's swung. no yeah. doubt. I, I saw so, that. It's like, oh, so excuse me. So think about that. He gets a bruise after being hit with like probably a 94, 95 mile hour pitch in his right arm and gets the second out of the inning. And then Elvis struck out. Elvis Andrews struck out to end the frame. So it, it was just one of those days for the Sox. And I get that you can't dismiss it when you're 12 games under 500. If you're sitting at 500 or a game or two over, you say, okay, that stinks. But, you know, we're right there. It's games like this that you need to make up, but you're not going to win every one of these games. It, you know, just like. Sunday, you probably had no business winning that game, right? You're down 9-5 going in the ninth. Uh, Tampa, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tampa. Tampa's the best team in baseball by a good piece right now. Yeah, they won and, that game. Yeah, and they came back and won. So, you know, there's going to be games on both sides of those. And today, taking nothing away from the Twins, who are leading the AL Central, but that was a game the Sox could have won three times before the Twins finally did it in the 12th. Uh, that was a tough one. Talking to Scott Merkin from MLB.com here on 670 The Score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, Talk to me about Liam Hendricks, his ex- expected return. Uh, how, how has he been? What have you been seeing from him and the staff in terms of, you know, how he's feeling right now? Yeah, Liam's is a great story. I mean, you know, he sat down yesterday and talked for, I think it was just over 28 minutes in the conference and learning center there. And as he always does, laid everything out, you know, was very eloquent, very funny. It was like, he, it was like he never was gone really, you know, and, he begins his rehab assignment. I mean, first of all, it's just a great story. And just, you know, congratulations to him. Not, I don't congratulate sorry. It's just so heartwarming to see him back and him and his wife, Christy, and just such goodness for them right now after, you know, battling through, he told us yesterday, stage four, not Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is even more serious than we wow. knew at the beginning. And he's beginning his rehab assignment tomorrow in Gwinnett which I believe is near Arizona, near uh, Atlanta. Yeah, same difference, right? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's warm down there. With, with AAA Charlotte, it sounds like four or five outings. I would guess, just a pure guess, probably an outing, a couple days off, another outing, a couple days off, back-to-back, and then, you know, assess. Now, of course, they're going to be very careful. I mean, if he pitches a second game and says, you know what, I, I don't feel right right now, they'll pull back on it. There's no rush. I mean, they want him back. He's a huge part of that team, right along with a guy like Tim Anderson, a huge part of that team, you know, in terms of the energy in the clubhouse and just on the field, just the team in general. But they know what he's been through. They're not going to rush him. But, I mean, I would guess if everything goes as planned and works out, it should be the next homestand at some point, right? You would think. I mean, they're I don't remember who they play right after Houston, but I think they're home for about a week. So you would think that – I think it's Cleveland, Cleveland actually. I think it's yeah. Houston and Cleveland, yeah. So that Cleveland series would seem to make sense. But, again – there's nothing set in stone. This is not like when Tim and Hanser went to Charlotte and they basically said, okay, they're playing three games just to get them kind of warmed up and they're coming back. And that's what they did. Yeah, and I think this is totally based on how he feels, how he responds, and how things go when he's on the field. And I completely agree with, with that whole sentiment. And the reason I bring it up, Scott, is just because I'm curious what your feelings are in regards to the, the back end of the bullpen for the Chicago White Sox. I mean, I, I'm such a huge Reynaldo Lopez fan, right? So, yeah. so they kind of sucks and then you know you look at you know who they have been you know putting in those position and it has been somewhat of a carousel so so you know that's that that's why i bring it up because i'm i'm interested in in, in your thoughts on the back end of that bullpen well lopez i think threw the ball pretty decent today especially coming back from the whatever he felt i think it was like a biceps tendon flare-up or inflammation and you know buxton got him and as you guys pointed out buxton gets a lot of white socks you know which i guess makes sense because they play so frequently but buxton buxton is yeah, I mentioned in my newsletter today that I thought Aaron Judge with the Yankees 
and Tim Anderson with the White Sox were his key single players on any team in baseball. But you can't overlook Buxton and the Twins. Buxton really drives the Twins. You see a totally different team when, when Byron Buxton is hurt or not playing. I'm not talking like a day off. I'm talking like, you know, out two weeks, out a month. It's just a different Twins team. So, yeah, I, I think with what Ronaldo's gone through, he's going to put the long ball maybe a little too much. Maybe, I, I know Pedro has the ultimate confidence in him, but maybe he pulls him back a little bit and pitches him in the sixth or seventh for a couple outings just to get his feel back there. But, you know, if you have Hendricks coming back, you have Garrett Crochet coming back soon. He's on an injury rehab with Birmingham right now. I know they said his <clears throat> excuse me, his um, rehab's a little different from Liam because they're looking to add plus one to him, you know, stretch him out a little bit to throw a few more innings. You know, you still have Aaron Bummer had a great outing today. Jimmy Lambert, who seems to work every other day. And then you have young guys, well, young guys like Gregory Santos and then younger guys like, uh, Middleton, who have pitched well since they've come up. So there's a lot of options. And then Joe Kelly will be back soon off the paternity list. So there's a lot of options down there for that team. A lot of options. You just got to find the right mix. I, I'm sure this, I know, not I'm sure, the Sox would love to have these things set up right from the outset, right? And not be figuring out is that, you know, mid-May, late-May, but injuries and then, you know, what Liam went through happens sometimes. There's nothing you can do to control it. So, I think with everyone healthy and everyone on their game, it's a very good bullpen. It just hasn't been there yet this year. One guy in that you know string of of names and young pitchers, Sammy Peralta, was his debut today, right? The, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I know it wasn't pretty, but what do we need to know about uh, Sammy Peralta? Well, here's the good story. He told me that I, I also had in my newsletter today. He was at after the game in Charlotte on Sunday. He was at the movies with his wife, and I can tell you, I asked. It was Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> and a call from Justin Jersley, who's the manager for Charlotte, and he said, I need you to come to the ballpark. And he said, Justin never calls. He always texts. So he knew something was up. Drove to the ballpark, and Justin told him, hey, I need you to pack your bags. You're going to Chicago. So they never saw the end of the movie, but they got to experience, <laughs> you know, major league, major league life. And, yeah, I don't know if he'll be the one who goes when Joe Kelly comes back, but, you know, it was a tough situation. I mean, he got a yeah. couple strikeouts. It was a tough situation. You could see maybe he was a little amped up. I mean, not only is his first major league game, but the game's on the line, right? When he comes in there. Sure. So, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good story. He's an 18th round draft pick a couple of years ago and someone, obviously they like if they brought him up to give him a chance right here. So whether he's here or not, when Joe Kelly comes back, I think he's in their picture moving forward. Yeah. And he's 25. So, you know, I don't think he, Dungeons and Dragons, he'll be all right. Hey, <laughs> hey you know, you know who, you know who else is 25? Oh, I can't. All right, Scott, <laughs> I, I appreciate you hanging out with us today, man. Great stuff as always. Can't wait to talk to you again. I, I did just see uh, one of the tweets from a, 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 from a Jewish baseball. They're, they're celebrating Matt Mervis is, uh, is adding another one to the, to the list, right? <laughs> as they should. Wait, as they he's should. A, he's Jewish? Oh, he was on Team he Israel. Is. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I had so no idea. That, that's terrific. So, so the yeah. numbers increased there, but good for him. Good for him. I mean, what a great story to earn you know, to work his way up and yep. really earn that spot with the Cubs. And I imagine probably playing every day, right, once he gets I, I mean, there's no reason not. I mean, like, you don't need Hosmer playing first base every day, and the Cubs need home runs. So, yes, Scott. Well, playing, it, let's, say, let's say quite frequently. How about that? Oh, I, mean, that I, I don't pretend like I know what's going on. That sounds good. No, no, you got a pretty good eye on what's going on with the Cubs, and I think yeah. you're right, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. I can only imagine. Uh, uh, I know Sean Sears hopes he plays tomorrow because he's coming to the, he's going to the game. Scott. Oh, there you go. Appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Okay, Have a guys, great evening, anytime. all right? See you, bud. Scott Murphy from MLB.com hanging out with us here 
on 670 score. Great stuff. Scott got a great voice, man. Yeah. No, he's very good. And like I said, I mean, hey, he's MLB.com. He's he's following. He's, Don't think he's not following the Cubs. And course, but, of, but he's got to, you know, dig into the minutia of. Top three most legit guy I ever get to oh, talk to. Oh, no. He's, he lives in my neighborhood, <laughs> man. Oh, does he really? He's the mayor of my neighborhood. I see him all the time. When was the last walk- time you went out for beers with him? Uh, I don't not beers, but th- yeah, we, Diet Cokes. Th- honestly, we haven't done that. So I, I guess that needs to happen. I guess we're not really legit. Can't, can't, can't name drop that you guys are neighbors if you don't hang out. <sighs> That's true. Okay. Well, you really shot me down there, man. We How about this? We run into each other at the grocery store and have long conversations. Oh, How's that? That's even better. Don't, okay. All right. Guys, we guys are, are talking about avocados and <laughs> now do you like to get an avocado and let it sit ripen for a few days yeah, how do you, you know just... which one's real firm yeah. huh? come on you know you're gonna eat them right away so you get the softer one yeah he's the mayor of streeterville all right so coming up on the other side uh are you two citizens of 670 the score gabe ramirez mark grody uh we're going to talk to you about the rookie mini camp roster it's been released as we start to talk about start to talk a little bit about the bears for the remainder of the show because that's exactly baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows go to mlb.tv to start your free trial today Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What we're doing. Bears. Bears. All that on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Travis Bell. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite human beings. Uh, he is a special person. Uh, I didn't want him to leave after his 30 visit, and he didn't want to leave either. Uh, There's something different about this guy. Um, He is passionate about the game. Ryan Poles talking about his latest man crush. Is that what that would be? I wish I could quit you. (laughs) Where's what? I missed that one. What's that? No, you know that's a famous line from uh, Brokeback Mountain, the movie. Have you ever heard of the movie Brokeback Mountain? I, I wish I could quit I, you. That's like a famous line. I, I, I've heard of the movie. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone quote it. <laughs> <laughs> there it was. <laughs> I wish I. But doesn't it sound like that? I mean, because when you know what it is, you know, I'm embedded in you know like just you know urban culture. So when you say I wish I can quit you, it's like quit you would be like breaking up with you. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Or so that's why I was like that's why it threw me off a little bit. Okay. Well, I'm glad we figured but that. Now out. that I'm in my now that I'm in the broke back mountain space. <laughs> <laughs> like, good space Bell. to be in. Good space to be in. Let's yes. talk some football no, no, now, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Brokeback Mountain. You guys get all squeamish on me here. No, Jesus. No, no. Speaking of Brokeback Mountain. It is a good movie. You're right. Travis <laughs> Bell, Kennesaw State, seventh rounder who Ryan Poles fell in love with, and I believe that he would not have been drafted if it wasn't for Ryan Poles and his love for him. I would like to agree with that statement, Groats. I can't imagine another team was like, dude, I love that guy yeah. so much. And, I, and hey, maybe he'll Brokeback surprise Mountain. me. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I I, the, the seventh rounders don't tend to surprise me. Javon Wims had a nice little run until st- he started punching people. Yeah. Uh, Arlington Hambright and Pig Simmons, which is offensive lineman. I was always rooting for those guys, but they haven't done much. So I don't know. Seventh rounders, you got to take them for what they are. All right. Well, the Bears have announced a lot of seventh rounders and such in their 2023 rookie minicamp roster. When does uh, rookie minicamp begin? Tomorrow, dude. I will be there. Oh, dude. I'm going to the camp tomorrow. My, I'm going my, camping. I was talking to my cousin Ben yesterday. Yeah. And Shout out to Ben. 
Shout out to Ben. And he he's a huge scorehead, by the way. And we were talking about the pictures that the Bears released of, you know, the little practice that was going on. You know, he's seeing little little Tevin Jenkins look like he was playing left guard. He saw a little Jaquan Brisker. Yeah, right. little that, that's Justin what we'll Fields. be doing tomorrow. We'll be out there with our phones and our little pens and I can't paper wait. and writing down a What time are you going to be out there tomorrow? You haven't checked the time yet. I think it's like Dude, noon or something like that. Why are we doing tomorrow's show together? Uh, well, Bears. I, I'm going to be out. Are you doing a show tomorrow night? Yeah. I'll come on your show. I'll be happy to come okay, on your show. Okay, now this is what I'm talking Absolutely. about. Wait, wait, hold on a second. What's tomorrow's Friday? Uh, arm cross. Wait a minute. What do I not got? Not feeling good what here. I, you know how I am, man. I don't know my plans, <laughs> day. So I'm like, I'm doing this because I don't know. I, I, if I am, if I am not. I'll do a Wani. If I'm not going out tomorrow night for something that I forgot about, I am absolutely for you guys. No, I'll, seriously, I'll come on. I'll come on with you okay. guys. Okay, I love it. I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna make sure. I Even if I party. am going out, there are ways to you know still go on okay. the radio. Uh, Tyler Scott's gonna be there. Our guy from Cincinnati. There's some names on here that I'm just like, whoa. Uh, okay, oh, well. Tyler Scott, the wide receiver. He, you know, we'll see. Now, Daz Newsom. Remember, everyone was excited about Daz Newsom a couple yeah. of years ago. He was a fifth rounder or fourth rounder. So I, yeah, I but have, he was he wasn't drafted by Ryan Poles. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you, you know, know what? You're right. That so. that has nothing to do with this regime. So I, I wish we could have played the game like rookie invitee or nobody knows me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, and like I could have throw out a name and you could tell me whether or not he was in fact a rookie minicamp oh. or just like a rando. You know what they used to do? I think Zach Zaidman came up with this. It was a game of he would go on with Boers and Bernstein back in the day, and when you had this roster at the the minicamps of like 90 guys, he would he would say the name and he'd say. Is that a Bears player or not? You know, like name dudes, yeah. and it was a hard game. Of course, like, do how well? Because I look. Do you know your Bears? Danny Kittner. Is he a Bear? No, he's a, a, a rookie tryout guy. <laughs> is he? Is he Kurt Kittner's brother? Remember Kurt Kittner? You I don't. do. You do. Cincinnati. Okay. No. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, 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 yeah. In 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 the NFL, I'm just thinking about his oh. Illinois days. Oh, okay, okay. Was okay. it his name? Kurt Kittner. Kurt Kittner. No, Kurt Ner. Kittner. I know it's Kittner. Okay, then I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I think John so. Kitna? John Kitna. Oh. But Kurt, Kurt Kitner is a real person, right? Kurt Kitner is a real person, <laughs> yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. John Kitna, I think, is who you were talking about. Tyson Bagant. I mean, he must be a bear, but I have he not went heard to of Shepherd, him. He went to Shepherd College. Oh, Shepherd College. Is that near Kennesaw State? <laughs> must be in the same conference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some guys on here that are just like... Oh, no. It's it's tough. Like, seriously, one of the, like just to give you a little bit of... There's like 80 uh, guys going to this thing. All right. So when we go to House All tomorrow... The most important thing will be a stack of rosters on the media table that we will grab on it with like, pictures and everything. Right? Well, no, no, just just their names, numbers, school, okay. like just a just a standard roster. But it changes every day. So when we go Saturday, there'll be a new roster because okay. you know guys are in, they're out, they're so it's yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a fun little game we play during mini camps and rookie camps and training camp for that matter. The tough part, I'm looking at this this uh, rookie mini camp roster invitee list, and like I'm seeing like. You know, you kind of you, you want to cheer. See, because the thing is this: I'm such a homer. Like now, I feel bad for the out of the 80 people in this group for the 70 people that aren't going to make the, you know like a callback. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. Since you since you got your homer hard on, and you're always thinking positively. Out of these guys, the Bears: Darnell Wright, Trevon Dexter, Tariq Stevenson, Zach Pickens, Roshan Johnson, Tyler Scott, Noah this. Sewell, Terrell Smith, Travis Bell, Kendall Williamson. Who's going to have the most surprising season? Next year, out of it, oh. I guess we could say most successful season. I out thought you were going to ask me who's not going to make the team. Oh, okay, we could do that too. I'd rather go that route. Okay, go ahead. Who's not going to make the, the assumption, team? The assumption for me is that those that have gotten drafted and that are going to make the team are going to make an impact. So for me, it's okay. like 
Who's not going to make okay. this team? Okay. Who's not going to make this team? So go. Who do you think is not going to make this team? We know Darnell Wright's going to make the team. Terrell and... Smith's not going to make the team. Okay. Terrell Smith, the fifth-round cornerback out of Minnesota. You know who's really high on Terrell Smith, actually? It's our next guest, Sam Munson. Oh. Damn it. Yeah, he's big on Terrell Smith. Well, the Shoot. thing is this. I don't got much options. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah. you could go back to – It's true. There's, no, there's not cutting Travis Bell. Right. Well, well, for sure. Well, so, no, he's not making the team. You don't think Travis Bell is going to make the, after? But, but the, this is what I'm saying. You have you ten, listened to Ryan Poles have, talk about you this have guy? Ten guys that are you drafted. All ten of them are not going to make the team. He can't quit them. I told you that. <sighs> Maybe Kendall Williamson, the, the safety. I mean, that's too easy though. He's their last pick. Right. So let, he's let's Mr., just, he's Mr. Relevant. Let's put Kendall Williamson and Travis Bell on the team. All right. How about okay? How about okay? How about this? How about this? Tyler Scott's not going to make the team. Uh, how about Noah Sewell, the the yeah, fifth round linebacker sure. out of Oregon? Do you think he's going to special teamer the team? for sure? Okay. Well, all these guys could be special teamers, but but he but but he can be a guy because he's a linebacker. Yeah. So uh, is he gonna is he gonna replace you know Zach Sanborn? Jack Sanborn. Jack yeah, Sanborn? I think I think Jesus. I think he's gonna he's gonna act. I thought about that. This puts this puts competition on Jack Sanborn. Yeah, of course, he's in danger. How dare they put Jack Sanborn? He's been compromised, Zach. <laughs> Thank God Zach's not on the team. <laughs> Zach Pickens. I'm looking at Zach Pickens and I'm oh, that's great. So, so so you think all these guys are making the team then? Well, no, I didn't say that. That's what I'm I didn't asking. Say that. That's what I'm asking. Because um, the assumption is that right, Dexter, Pickens, you know, I, I, Stevenson and and, and I, I, for bet, sure. Honestly, it's possible they all make it. I mean I hope not. There's only fifty three spots. I don't want ten of them to be rookies. That's fair. Good point. Um I'm sure a lot of these guys will be practice squad guys, though, right? Yeah, that's too. Okay, that's true, okay, that's too. the better question. Who's going to be on the practice oh squad? Oh my god, Rashawn Johnson on the practice squad? Nah. What Check. do you mean, nah? I don't think so. Who's he going to? Okay, if you got to go and you got Dante Foreman, you got uh, Khalil Herbert, mm-hmm. Travis Homer, Homer, Travis yeah. Homer, Travis Homer's going to probably make the team as a special teamer. They're for sure going. to... I think Trust Nepner's cut. Khalil Herbert, sure. he's cut last. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, Rustin. All right, this is good. This is good because you know what? It sets us up for our next guest because he can tell us who he thinks will not make this roster. Okay. <laughs> right? He's probably smarter than us. So. Yeah, I, I would think so. That's why we Excluding have Excluding Grody. Grody obviously covers the team. I'm a little nervous doing. about Tyler Scott making the 53, man. He may be a practice squad guy. Tyler Scott, the wide receiver out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Just saying. You might, might tuck him away. I super like it. raw. Super raw. So Yeah. You know. I mean, and, and there's, there's going to be, like, wh- where's, like, Obviously, your fourth. You don't. You do not want your fourth round pick to be your practice squad guy. No, I know. I'm just saying he's not going to impact. Right. I'm not saying they're going to cut him, uh, but I just think like where, wh- how's he getting footballs this year? Like, got to be greedy. Got to put them all on the field at the same time. Six wide receivers set <laughs> preseason. Man. Oh yeah, back to that man. I told you. Hey, they're doing that. As long as they're doing it right, you know, Luke Getze. You know how they got that one play where it's like the, it's the center and the football and everybody else is lying to the yes. side? That's, oh. the, that's the Bears. Oh, Rashawn Johnson, Khalil let's, Herbert. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, a guy that has way better opinions than we do with the last I segment. I hope so. Sam Monson is going to be joining us to talk to us specifically about these guys that the Bears have drafted. What is his take on the 10 players selected by Ryan Poles? We will find out after this. Don't go anywhere. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.